Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. There we go. Now I'm getting green check marks. About time, StreamYard. We gotta let it breathe just for a moment here. We gotta bring on the entire Facebook family. And then we'll get this party started. We're really, really excited for tonight's show. We had ourselves a day off, and here we are recharged on the heels of some tectonic news. Welcome in, everybody. Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. And I'm your host, Chad Jensen. And with me is my co-host, my partner in crime. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, we can't be surprised what happened with Jawan James, but after – the talking points we were being fed from George Payton and Vic Fangio about, no, he sounds good. You know, he, he says he's going to be here this year. He's, you know, ready to go. Then he tears his eight or his uh, Achilles during a workout away from the facility done for the freaking year. So calendar year, three of them, this cat will have, by the time this season is over, contributed exactly 63 snaps to the Denver Broncos after having been paid, the signing bonus alone, Zach, was $12 million. What a colossal swing and a miss on the free agent. You know, as far as Broncos history, free agent, woofs, that's got to be the biggest one. I, I think Peyton learned never to count his chickens before they hatch because two weeks ago, or even I think maybe in his pre-draft press conference, he said he's looking forward to Juwan James playing and starting and playing well this year. Well, he'll have neither of that, none of that, Chad, because Juwan James, more than likely, if he's not out for the entire season, he's out for the majority of the season. But I think the damage has been done. Uh, turn the page. He made $17 million in 2019 for 63 snaps, his signing bonus and his salary included, Chad. So he's made a ton of money. He's contributed nothing to the team, literally nothing to the team, after opting out last year. I'm not too surprised, though, because not this is no of a glorification moment for myself, but on May 1st, I tweeted after the draft. I said, so the Broncos are really putting all their eggs in Juwan James' basket. And I had a little grimacing face underneath that. And I was told by Broncos fans, oh, well, don't worry. You know, Juwan James is coming back. They have Calvin Anderson. But this was what I was worried about. If there's one player you should never rely on ever in any, any situation, it's Juwan James. And for the Broncos to go the entire draft and ignore right tackle, 
To me, that was a major mess up on Peyton's part. He had a really good inaugural draft as Broncos GM, but to not stack the cupboard, not address that position, which we were all screaming for and pleading for and begging for. Why would you want to entrust your entire offensive line and really the entire operation to someone as unreliable as Juwan James? And behind him is who? Calvin Anderson, Quinn Bailey, and Drew Himmelman. Who, who, and who? And now the Broncos are forced to scramble, just like last year, replacing Wilkinson. They got Dotson last year. This year might be different. They can get a guy named you know, D- Dennis Kelly. They can get Charles Leno. They can have better options, but the point remains. Why don't they invest a blue-chip player at that position? I think, honestly, it's this dogged, hey, man, we pay- we're paying him this much money. We're gonna- Our expectations are going to be on this level that he's the guy. And I get that at first, right? Of course, that was your expectation in 2019. And then the ordeal you went through as a team with this guy, after your doctors cleared him, after your medical staff could could divine no structure reportedly, uh, structural problems with uh, that knee, he continued to uh, miss the games. And by that point, you should have known, all right, that we got a lemon on our hands. And I'm sure they did, Zach, right? But again, pride comes into play. Commitments on the salary cap, that only gets you so far. You should have had a viable contingency plan. And look, Eric Trickle had a great story at milehighhuddle.com. If it wasn't yesterday, it was Monday. Recounting what he's picked up on the offensive tackles the Broncos did like that they did actually target in the draft. It's just that Zach, there's a difference between prioritizing a guy on a draft board and saying, here's where an offensive tackle we like at, at this spot in the third. Here's one we like at this spot in the fourth. That's one thing. But when when you see a team recognizing a situation and acting accordingly, that's when they do whatever it takes to land that guy, like trading up in the second round to take Javante Williams. Exactly. No compunction to do that, but then offensive tackle. So we could sit here and be frustrated, right? That they, every time they went on the board, whatever offensive tackle they liked in that moment had just been taken a couple of picks or a pick before him or whatever. But now it's about trying to pick up the pieces. And as you mentioned, Dan, uh, Dennis Kelly, really interesting guy, former Tennessee Titan, uh, Charles Leno, who just got cut by the Chicago Bears, Bobby Massey. You also have the man I lovingly call Von Miller Kryptonite, a.k.a. Mitchell Schwartz, but he's coming off a of back surgery. He missed some time last year in, in Kansas City, which is why they ultimately released him with a back. And he just had surgery, Zach, in February. But if you were to get a guy, like let's say you pay a Dennis Kelly, like a mid-level one- or two-year deal, and then maybe you go out and pay you know, Mitchell Schwartz to come in and solve the issue for you for the next three years, provided, you know, he that that back's looking okay. Well, I'll pick a bone in one sense because you, you say Juwan James is a lemon, but lemons actually have usefulness. Juwan James has no usefulness at all, Chad. He's contributed exactly nothing to the Broncos organization. And, you know, I get the whole positional value, not reaching and, and wanting your guy at right tackle in the draft, but they had multiple opportunities. You talk about the second round. I believe Spencer Brown was on the board then. The fifth round, you had a guy named, you know, like Tommy Doyle was on the board. Just take someone. Just take anyone. Add a warm body to that position. And now the Broncos are paying the cost for not having a blue-chip player behind uh, Juwan James, who the, is the most unreliable tackle, unreliable player I've ever seen. And I would venture to say he is one of, if not the worst signing of recent Broncos history. 
Oh, he's number one. I mean, he's number one. Free agency didn't become a thing until the 90s. And since then, you know, I've been, a, before I ever got into media, a very diligent, hardcore, passionate fan of the NFL. I've never seen the Broncos have such a free agent bust because it's not just paying a guy top dollar and then it doesn't work out. Like, oh, I underperformed. Like, this guy straight up MIA, like, collected the check, chilled. Now, we can't go, t- you know, on one hand, it's really frustrating. You know, it's a gut reaction, comes out in the wash a little bit heated. He probably didn't want to tear his Achilles. We get that, right? But, Zach, the other thing that makes this so ironic is here you have the NFLPA trying to strong arm all the veterans. Stay away from the team facilities for OTAs. No, no, no. Don't go to the volunteer. If that ACL gets, or excuse me, Achilles, man, that's the third time I've done this. If that Achilles gets torn on Bronco property, his $10 million covered, no problem. But it didn't because he was boycotting like the yeah. majority of the other veterans. And I would be stunned, Zach, like slobber knocker level stunned if the Broncos do what they did with Ryan Clady back in 2015 and say, you know what, I know it's a non-football injury, that happened away from the facility, but we're going to go ahead and take care of you. Let's get you healthy. The only reason that happened was because the player factored into the long-term plans. Do you think in any way, shape, or form, Juwan James still factors in? No, and you know what? I feel bad for him. I really do. He was trying to abide by the NFLPA. He was trying to honor what he thought he should be doing at that time, and he was trying to work out and get better and prepare for the season. So I really do feel terrible for Juwan James, the person. But Juwan James, the player, has done nothing for Denver. So why should Denver reciprocate and take care of him? It's a lot of money at stake, Chad. I think it's $20 bucks all told. And there was no guarantee, hardly a guarantee, he would have come back next year. I think the Broncos were hoping, okay, let's, let's try to squeeze one season out of our $51 million investment, just one year, and then hopefully by next year we have a guy to replace him. But I wouldn't, you know, as sad as it is, as sucky as it is, I'm not looking forward to taking care of him. I'm looking forward to taking care of the Broncos, something he didn't do the last couple of years. Guys, there's still a lot more to get to on this topic. I know building the Broncos did a good job breaking this down and, and reacting day of the news breaking, but there are some other issues and some news that we need to get to relative to the Broncos scheduling some visits with a couple of these free agent offensive tackles. We'll break that down for you. Are they any good? Are they? Could they even be upgrades over uh, Juwan James potentially? We're going to get to all that, plus your Super Chats, here in just a moment. And we're super excited because tonight, another Superstar segment, it is a Wednesday, we have one of our Facebook Super supporters, and that's Albert Knoppers. We can't wait to get him on, uh, which we will in just a few minutes. Before we do, though, we got to say a couple of quick, um, you know, some call-outs, some matters of business. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Make sure also you're following at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. If you have those two accounts checked on Twitter, you're not going to miss anything podcast-related nor breaking Broncos news and analysis. And uh, my partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen, and our producer, Buona Beast on Twitter, at John K M H H. Hey, be like Albert. You guys are going to get to meet Albert here in just a moment. Be like Albert and become an official supporter of MHH on Facebook. What that gets you is not only are you helping to keep the lights on here on these podcasts and video shows that we dedicate a lot of our creative energies into, but you're also getting access to unique content that no one else does. 
talking about Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon, only on Facebook, only for the supporters. And then also the Trickle Zone on Saturdays at noon Mountain Time. Same deal, only for the supporters, only on Facebook. If you want to subscribe, go to the page, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. You'll see the big blue button that says become a supporter. Click that, you're in like Flynn. Or even right now, if you're with us on Facebook, scroll down to where you would input your comment. If you see that little green icon that's like an upside down arrow, click that and you can subscribe. I think it's $4.99 a month. It's 5 bucks a month, all right? Appreciate you guys. We love all of our super supporters over there on Facebook. And hey, check out the merch store when you get a minute huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Get a hat, get a t-shirt, get a mug, get a face mask, a t- uh, hoodies, uh, the tank tops, stuff for men, stuff for women, stuff for kids, stuff for babies. little something for everybody, and it all goes a long way toward helping support the brand. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, it is all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us, whether you're live uh, on one of the social channels, if you're listening after the fact on demand, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, we're seriously just grateful to find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Have you with us. Make sure you're subscribed, all right? And it's especially key if you're on YouTube or Facebook to like this video. Even if you're only able to catch two minutes of it, give us a quick like because it helps us tremendously. If you want to help get this content in front of other Broncos fans just like you, we're wandering the wilderness, blind and alone, not realizing this community is out there waiting to embrace them, like the video, all right? And then, hey, if we're doing a good job for you, or at the very least, you respect the effort, share it out there. This video, help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Zach, real quick, before we grab Albert, I want to very quickly grab this extremely generous super chat here from Casey Nickel, who wow. has come on very, very strong. And Casey, you do have a mug on the way for you, my friend. So uh, I do have your address. Thank you for providing that. So look for that. When you get it, send us a picture. Okay. Thank you for the support. He says, another day, another Jawan James issue, lesson learned for the future, but just another reason why I am so thrilled we have a new GM that we hope won't make these same mistakes. Also, thanks for the mug. Zach, some quick thoughts, and then we'll bring on Albert. 
I'm as big as a Peyton fan as, as there is, but I think he did make the same mistake as Elway and devalued taking a right tackle in the draft. And for whatever reason that is, whether he didn't get his guy or there was confidence in Calvin Anderson or Drew Himmelman, uh, he made the same mistake Elway made, which is, again, not having a blue chipper to develop behind your veteran. It's one thing to have a starting five, Chad, but as the Broncos learned, you badly need depth. It's the one positional area you carry the most players on the 53. You're carrying eight, nine, ten players of that group. So why wouldn't you want to have at least one guy that's like a superstar backup that can be your long-term future RT1? The Broncos have tried to get by and get by and get by like quarterback, taking on everyone else's garbage over the years. Donald Stevenson, Menelik Watson, Jared Valdeer, now Eli Wilkinson, Juwan James. I mean, when is the buck going to stop in Denver at right tackle? Yes, that's a question for the sages and prophets throughout time. We will find out soon enough. All right. Let's bring on our great guest and super supporter from Facebook. Been with us a long time. This is an OG, Albert Knoppers, in the house. When I say this is an OG, Albert has been supporting and following and, and you know being a part of the MHH thing, dating all the way back to our, <clears throat> excuse me, our 24-7 CBS Sports days. Albert, it's a joy to have you on the show. It's been great to get to know you a little bit. Uh, thanks for making some time for us tonight, my friend. How are you? I'm great. It is a great pleasure to be here. Now, you have a very unique story, and as you've probably seen from uh, some of uh, interactions we've had during these superstar segments over the years, we don't like to share anything that, uh, you know, you, without you first saying it, etc. But I can say this at least. You are one of the great members of Broncos country that do exemplify the hashtag state of being. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are. And people can listen and they go, oh, this guy, you know, obviously maybe not from America originally. Your story, how did you become such a just passionate, outgoing Broncos fan? In 2012, a friend of mine, and this was back in Utah, where I'm now as well, he invited me to watch the game. That was between the Broncos and the Raiders. And what happened there got me hooked. And I've been a fan since. And that was with Peyton Manning. And I really, really enjoyed the game. And I wish I would have been born here. Albert, uh, show us the shirt. I want to see for myself as well, and the audience wants to see. That's the new design we have up in the store right now at huddleuppod.com. Get your shirt if you can. I love the design. I'm going to get one for myself. But, Albert... 2012 to 2021, it's a nine or 10-year period. Tell me, I know you know where I'm going with this. What what has been your favorite Broncos memory? And conversely, what has been the Broncos memory you want to forget about? Uh Oh, did he freeze up? He might have frozen up. Um, Maybe he's just pondering an answer. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a little quicker witted than that. Um, Albert, I'm going to take you off screen. If you can hear me, uh, come back in through that link I gave you. And then when I see you back in the green room, um, we'll, we'll bring you back on. All right. We'll bring you back on. Um, all right. So real quick, while we're waiting on Albert to see if we can get him back on Zach, I want to grab a super chat here. Can you see on your end? If you, if you have access to Michaela, um, let me see. It already jumped a few, but in the meantime, while you're looking, let's grab Zach, AKA burn the guitarist. Looking forward to having you on the show very, very soon, my friend. 
He says, hey, guys, pour one out for the best right tackle in football. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a part of me that felt guilty. Like yesterday when I put together the thumbnail for the Building the Broncos show, Zach, I couldn't help it but add a whoopee cushion emoji. <laughs> Javon James is the backdrop picture. There's a there's a whoopee cushion. There's George Payton. If, it, if they had done a little bit more to hedge for this possibility, I wouldn't maybe have been quite so sharp-witted with the whoopee cushion, but it's almost like I don't want to say they invited this. That's not the right thing to say. But what did you expect? You know, I got a little crap for this on Twitter, but you guys hear me say it on this show often, Zach. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Now, it's not the only predictor of future behavior because people can change. Things can change. Players, excuse me, can develop. They can improve and vice versa. They can regress. It's not the only predictor of future behavior, but it is indeed the best predictor, and you just got to wonder what the Sam heck they were thinking. Well, for a little background, for those who don't know what Chad's referencing, after the Broncos signed Juwan James and made him, at the time, the richest right tackle in NFL history, uh, the Miami Dolphins, a anonymous report came out. I still remember writing this report, Chad, that they were lambasting the Broncos' acquisition of James, who they called a whoopee cushion. Yep. That was their outgoing, you know, uh, message for Juwan James, and that was the message they they you know uh, sent to Denver. And you know what? A couple years later, they were right. Albert, back with us, rolling with the punches. Albert, before we get into some of the other things we wanted to ask you about, as far as Zach's question on the some of your favorite memories and stuff like that, what's your take on Juwan James? And do you think the Broncos was it just the way the cookie crumbled, not taking a tackle or? Do you feel like they maybe could have given that more of a priority in the draft? I would have, I would have drafted an, uh, a tackle, even if in the later rounds, at least just for backup. We know Juan had a little bit of a history. Of course, this is unfortunate for him. Um, but just to be on the cautious side, I would have drafted an offensive tackle, even if it was an undrafted one, if there was still one available. But it is better to be safe than to be sorry. And now we are sorry. That's right. So, Albert, uh, you have some Touché. time to think, think about the answer. What has been, you know, what, what was your favorite Broncos memory and, and your worst Broncos memory in, in this short time? So my favorite mem- memory is that when Peyton Manning took over from Brock Eisweiler, you could, I was at home, but you could feel the energy at home. That, that game changed the the whole you could see it on the team everybody was lighting up and that was one of my favorite moments in that game uh no i don't know which game it was he just came back from that uh foot injury Mm -hmm. and halfway in the game brock did a decent job but the moment peyton many came back into into that game it was in the 2015 yeah it was yeah that, Week seventeen. Yep. That was that is one of my favorite games, and the least favorite game is the first, pretty much the first snap in Super Bowl Forty Eight. <laughs> that set the stage for the entire game. Yes. Yeah, and that was brutal, man. That was one of the most 
painful days, I think, because even Broncos fans, you know, from the 80s, right, when Elway would carry the team to the Super Bowl only to get blown out three out of four years. This wasn't the Buffalo Bills going four years in a row and narrowly missing out on world championships. This was John Elway getting blown out. What do you remember about the oh, – I guess that was before you became a fan. Yep. I I have seen some of those old games uh, as, as videos, uh, but I don't recall many of them. From 2012, I've been very – if I could see the game, I would see the game. I would not skip shirts, but I would see it in the replays. Let's keep it a little more current, Albert. How would you grade how George Payton, you know, navigated this entire offseason with his signings, with his draft class? How do you think the Broncos roster shapes up now as opposed to, you know, this time in 2020 under John Elway? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think that uh, George Patton did a tremendous job. He he was patient, and he drafted the people that we needed, except for the one offensive tackle. Other than that, I think we have a stellar team. Even with, and I think, with Drew Luck. Drew Luck can be a top ten quarterback. Ooh. A lot of people, a lot of people give don't give him the credit that he deserves. He has only played 17 games in the NFL. And how many games did Aaron Rodgers need to become a top agent, top quarterback? How many games did Mahomes need to become a quarterback of, of his caliber? It takes time. And Drew Luck needs to be have. This year, he will prove us all wrong. 
that he can be a top 10 quarterback. I see things in him that other people don't see. They are always complain about his throwing stance and stuff. Throwing has to come natural. It is not always being perfect. It has to be a perfect, a natural thing. And he has that natural talent. And I know it. Go ahead. No, as I was going to say, it's absolutely spot on. I didn't mean to cut you off, Albert, but uh, I assume if you're willing to roll with Drew Locke for this season, how would you feel about an Aaron Rodgers trade? Is that something that you're advocating for, or will you be willing to just accept it if he's the Broncos quarterback in 2021? I would stick with uh, with Drew Locke. Keep, keep the money that we have and spend it in uh, on reserves because we during the year we will have injuries. This is now the third Achilles that has been torn. How many do we get of those again? We need right. those that money reserve. So I would save the money that we have, keep the picks, and we have to keep building with what we have and move forward. I think if we, take, if we take Aaron Rodgers, of course we are an immediate contender, but that is only for two or three years, and then we have right. to start over again. Dude, I'm just thinking about that Week 17 game when Peyton did come in because it's not like he lit up the scoreboard with through the air. He came in and got the Broncos into a bunch of nice looks pre-snap and drove them down and scored and secured that number one seed. But I, I'm with you, man, I because I wasn't in the stadium that day, but I can remember the electric energy. That It was just like, all right, we got our guy back. Everything's going to be okay. And from then on out, dude, it was it was all downhill. I was, I was just still thinking about that. My as my dog was going off in the background, I had to take care of him. Um, so the whole Aaron Rodgers topic, I mean, this kind of brings into stark contrast what happened to what, to Juwan James boys, just how quickly the ground can erode beneath your feet if you don't plan accordingly. Again, with Aaron, I worry, Albert, about that clavicle, about that collarbone. Yeah, absolutely. He, he has been – how many seasons has he played a full season? Maybe one, maybe two in his uh, seven, 17 years or how long has he played? I'll look it he up has, while you're talking. He hasn't played a full, uh, full, uh, many full seasons. So he is injury prone too. And then he complain about Drew Locke. Drew Locke, last year, Drew Locke, that was the offensive line fault that he got injured. And, and that he got a little bit skittish after that. I can understand. Drew Locke can be a really, really good quarterback. And people need to give him a chance. Guys, I need you to carry this for one second. I'll be back in in 30 seconds, okay? I'll be right back. Yeah, Albert, I have a really interesting kind of question I want to pose to you. Let's assume the Broncos roll with Locke for this coming season. They don't trade for Aaron Rodgers. It's a 17-game schedule now, 17-game season. Right now, May 5th, I know it's premature. Where do you see a Drew Locke-led uh, Broncos team going this year? What is their record prediction from Albert Knoppers? At least 11-6. and 11-6. At least. And uh, that could be even higher. And he has the potential. And I think with what we have now drafted in a new running back, I, I'm sad, I was sad that Philip Lindsay... Uh, left the team because of the circumstances. But I think this new kid, 
the the real pounder. I think we can make and break really games with him. Drew Locke could have won more games last year, but some of them uh, losses were not his fault. Some of them were uh, the coach's fault. So, some s- simple drops. Yeah. I could teach those wide receivers something about <laughs> catching a ball. Because if you want to catch a ball, your focus has to be on the ball. You cannot be somewhere else. One light slight uh, slip of focus and you drop the ball. I know that as a goalie. He's about to come for Zach Azani's job, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard. Well, Albert, um, one last thing I want to get your take on here is mm-hmm. your thoughts on – I mean, I know you kind of share a brain with us in terms of just overall still feeling optimistic about Drew's ceiling. What were your thoughts when the Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater? I'm not a big fan of it. Do, do we, can we use some uh, some veteran in there? Absolutely. If Teddy can teach him how to read defenses and that kind of stuff, absolutely, that is a good thing. But I don't think there should be a competition. Drew Luck should be our starter. And putting so much pressure on a quarterback, it can backfire. And it can backfire to all the quarterbacks you have in the room because everybody is under the same pressure. If you have one that is dedicated as the starter, and the one is the backup. Now their roles roles are clear, and they know what has been expected. But if you don't have clear roles, all the all the pressure is on all of them, and it might backfire at you. Well said, man. Well said. I guess at this stage, Zach and Albert, we can just hope that. Um, and this is my intuition. I another thing I talked about today on Twitter. I still believe that having Teddy there is going to have a very positive effect on Drew. And if what Vic Fangio told Mike Kliss is true and that the Broncos plan on splitting reps 50-50, may the best man win, even if that's true, I think Drew Locke from a um, tools and traits perspective easily outshines Teddy. Teddy doesn't have a cannon. Teddy's always been an anticipation and a touch thrower. He wins with the big football brain. That's not to say he's not an athlete. He's obviously an athlete, but he's not – he doesn't have plus-level arm talent. He's not particularly plus on the athleticism side, and he's a little bit thin. You know, uh, He's a little bit uh, skinny, for lack of a better term. I think, Drew, this is going to provide him just enough motivation between the years to go, all right, after last year, I mean, I think that was enough in and of itself, but now bringing in a, another Q that has a name, right, Teddy? He's kind of viewed around the league now, man, as, as – you know, kind of a bridge guy. That's it. You know, uh, he's a bridge quarterback to whatever comes next for whatever team he's on. <clears throat> but he does have a little bit of a, you know, it's a name everybody knows. And maybe now everyone who watches NFL games knows the name Drew Locke too. But just having that presence, I think it's going to galvanize Drew. Competitive anxiety can be a good thing. But I do agree with you, Albert, that splitting reps down the middle like that is misguided because you've already gone this far with Drew. Now you want, and he needs those reps in the scheme. Now you're going to take half of them and give them to Teddy. That's our, that's my last one for you, your uh, your uh, reaction. I, I totally agree with that. And 
from my understanding and from what I from what I know about Teddy Bridgewater, I think he is not is maybe seventy five percent of the Drew Drew Lock. If he already played at least seven 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 seasons, and he still has that many interceptions, I I don't think you you should be a starter. You should be a backup, and maybe even a third stringer. <laughs> I think even I think even Brad Griffin should be ahead of him. <laughs> That's not what I think. That is what yes. I think no, I hey, we're 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 cracking up a little bit because. You're telling it very stark and yes. straight, but yes. it's the truth, right? And sometimes the truth can be hard to hear. Um, it might be a little, it might be a little hard on Teddy, all right. But nevertheless, keep going, man. Go on. Yeah, so that's that's what I think, and and then trying to make demands that you, from what I heard from at the Viking, find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling. There's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden. And the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Welcome to America. The land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. That he wants every penny of the contract and and you're not even a mid mid season mid level quarterback. I don't get it. Albert, let me get a let him hate one time. Let them hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to, to send it off. Well Albert, hey man, thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for all the support from the bottom of our yes. hearts. You know, we do appreciate everything you do and uh, everything you've meant to us over, you know, over the years. And that's for real over the years. It hasn't just been, you know, since we started doing our live streams on YouTube, like you've been with us a long time and and we appreciate you and your support. And we'll be talking very, very soon, but give our best to your family. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you very, very soon and talking with you again. And if you let me, I will be back. <laughs> Perfect. 
Perfect exit. Albert Knoppers. Good to see you, brother. Mile high salute. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. There he goes. Albert Thanks, Knoppers. Albert. Love him, dude. He's just such a good guy, such a great guy. Um, and, you know, he's, again, some people might have felt like what he said about Teddy there uh, at the end was a little harsh. But the truth hurts, man. And if you're, it's true. Like, that's been one of your biggest criticisms, Zach, that even more so than me, right? You were a lot more outspoken on this topic relative to Teddy before he even got traded than I was. And you're like, wait a minute, you're saying Teddy's the upgrade to Drew? Did you see, I mean, his interceptions last year, what was it, 15 to 11, right? Um, it's still a salient point. Now, 11 interceptions in my book and even 15. It just so happened last year that 15 led the league, but 15 is not that many interceptions and 11 is not that many interceptions. Not everyone can only, you know, can attempt uh, 450 passes and only throw four picks like Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is a unique unicorn in that sense. Um, but still the point remains on Teddy. Like you're that far into your career, Zach, you know, you would expect it by this point, he, he would have left no doubt that he is a franchise guy. First of all, I love the strong Arnold vibes we got at the end, the I'll be back. I was waiting for him to say, come with me if you want to live. But you know, I'm just happy we finally have someone who's willing to tell it like it is. And uh, someone, not because he te- agrees with our mindset, but because he realizes the Broncos maybe weren't trying to upgrade on Locke with the Bridgewater trade. It might be an upgrade on Brett Rippon, but even then, I mean, you talk about interceptions, 11's not a lot, but it's not a little either. You brought up Aaron Rodgers. He threw, what, four last year total in route to an MVP season. If you're that type of quarterback, if you bill yourself as a big football brain, as you say, as a game manager, as a guy who protects the football, 15 to 11 is not really doing that. So once again, I bring up the point, if you're going to kill Locke over the INTs, why aren't you going to kill Teddy Bridgewater over the INTs? And this is a guy who has much more experience, a bigger draft a pedigree and a quarterback who's worked with much better coaches so far than Drew Locke has. Well said. Let's grab this super chat from BNS. Hey dude, sorry the chat jumped you. So we have to do a reverse engineer, copy and paste it into a banner, but you know, we love you. You know, we appreciate you. We'll have our producer back very, very soon. Uh, shout out to John. He's uh, here's BNS. Zach. He says, I hate to talk. Uh, hate to say, I told you so, but stay puffed. Marshmallow man stayed puffy. Crow pie for those that thought tackle was not draft important. Hashtag all pro bowls. Hashtag priests and beast. Touche. I mean, we were trying to, I, I mean, honestly, on this podcast since Saturday, so Sunday and Monday show, I was trying to put a positive spin to where it's like, you know, if all the stars come together and, and uh, Juwan James ends up coming back the way they expect him to, maybe you're not even going to worry that they didn't take a tackle. But sure enough, boom jumps up and bites him right in the rear. It's nice for once not to be on the the receiving end of the crow. It's nice to be dishing out the crow because I'll eat it on Garrett Bowles and I have, but on Juwan James, I was so tentative and so cautious and so apprehensive about rolling with him as the no doubt RT1 for this coming season. And I even said, like I said, right after the draft, you're putting all your eggs in Juwan James' basket. It's not a great proposition, and it backfired in Denver two days later. It's... I would call it irony, Chad, but it's it's almost fate for J- Juwan James and the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, it was willed into existence by the football gods. Not allowed here. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you being with us and for the support. He says, the top two tackles I would want are Ricky Wagner or Dennis Kelly. What do you guys think? Zach, so I took a look around 
um, I, w- I went over to over the cap last night and I took a peek at which free agent offensive tackles were still lingering out there, still languishing. And of course, you immediately go to Mitchell Schwartz. But unfortunately, there's a reason he's chilling. You know, it's that back. And teams are going to be a little bit reticent to swoop in and offer him a contract of any kind of value until they get some kind of assurances or resolution on the back. And he might not be recovered yet. I mean, that happened in the middle of February. So he's not even three months out from having back surgery. And as someone who's suffered a back injury in in my past, suffice to say, you know, I know he's an elite athlete and I know he's, he has access to the greatest, most advanced cutting edge medical care in the world, but still backs can be naggy. Backs can be um, just very mercurial creatures, right? As far as an injury goes unique to themselves. So beyond Mitchell Schwartz, to me, that would be the dream if he can get healthy, but I really like Dennis Kelly. I really like uh, Charles Leno. And you know what? I think it would make the most sense to go out. They're going to visit with Bobby Massey, who's also out there. um, And they're going to visit with Dennis Kelly. I think it would be wise to sign one of these type of guys and then go throw a few shekels at DeMar Dotson, who started eight games last year, Zach, did not relinquish a sack. And he knows the system. So I agree with you. He, he'll come fairly cheap, one-year deal, maybe near veterans minimum. And I, I agree with you. I think Dennis Kelly is the best of the bunch. He's not as good as James is when James is a you know on his game and on the field. He's a top 10 pass blocker. But Dennis Kelly is a road grader at right tackle. He helped spring Derrick Henry last year to a 2,000-yard rushing season. That's the guy that I would target if they're going to target anyone. I think for someone like Mitchell Schwartz, he's waiting to sign with the contender. So if the Broncos do end up acquiring Aaron Rodgers, he might be more prone to come to Denver. But for right now, he's probably fielding offers. I don't want Wagner, even though he does have familiarity with Rodgers. He played in Green Bay. He's been kind of all over the place. He played in Detroit. uh, Very unreliable, inconsistent tackle. Another guy out there is uh, Marshall Newhouse. I don't know if he retired or not, but he was on the list as well. Another former Packer, if you want to think about Rodgers. But no doubt in my mind, Dennis Kelly is the best of the bunch, and I hope the Broncos put a full-court press on to land him next week. They are visiting with him, so let's just hope that they can get that deal done. I still think, though, just to be on the safe side, whether your quarterback's Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or Aaron Rodgers, sign a guy, pay a guy like Dennis Kelly, and then go throw a million and a half, two, three million bucks at DeMar Dotson so you have some peace of mind. He's going to turn 36 in October, but still, Zach, I didn't notice a drop-off. I mean, not to say that I really studied his full career in Tampa Bay, but when he was on the field, it was set and forget relative to pass uh, pressure, right? Now, he, I think the ultimate reason why they went back to Eli when Eli got healthy, Elijah Wilkinson, was because DeMar Dotson's just not really a dog in the run game. And I think that's probably where, you know, the rubber met the road for, for my, uh, Mike Munchak in terms of rubber stamping that switchback. But nevertheless, as a failsafe, man, I don't know that you could do much better at the value and at the cost than DeMar Dotson, even if he didn't know the scheme. Let's grab Michaela here, Zach. Appreciate you. The Duchess of MHH checking in. Um, She says, what is your opinion on Kelly? I heard he is solid and didn't allow a sack last year and no penalties. Yay or nay? Zach, get started. I didn't know that about the penalties. So that kind of adds to the case about uh, why the Broncos should target Dennis Kelly. You know, it's at this stage of the offseason, the premier free agents are off the board. The draft just happened. If you can get a guy who started all 16 games last year for Tennessee, 
one of the best offenses and the best teams in the NFL that had a 2,000-yard rusher, and he's solid in pass blocking. He makes his bones, though, in the run game. I would be all for it. I, I would even sign him to a, a multi-year deal. I mean, this is a guy that longevity, he's not that old. He's only 31. You never know. I mean, you can have him for three, four, maybe five years and and file that position away. That doesn't mean the Broncos can ignore this this time next offseason. At some point, they have to draft a right tackle. But far and away, Dennis Kelly is the best option on a mostly picked over market. All right. So I'm taking a look here to see where where because I haven't looked at this yet. Um, I'll I'll do a quick share screen and you guys can see this, by the way. Good to see Jess in the house. Appreciate you, bro. One of our longtime superstars. Is it September yet? I know, dude. Soon. You, you, it'll be here before you know it. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. I'm sitting here going, man, this baby's coming in June. That's a long time from now. You know, that's almost a year from now. Boom, it's almost here. Time goes like this. And, you know, the offseason can inch forward at times, but we're going to be here with you just like last year during the pandemic when some of the depths of is there going to be a season? What the heck's going on in the world? At least we don't really have that to worry about this year so much. It's more about, you know, just kind of killing the time till we get there. We're going to help you do that with gusto. All right, Zach, real quick. So of the names we've mentioned, I just want to look at the, the PFF grade rankings, okay? Um, there's your boy, Garrett Bowles, number three. Um, let me see here. Conklin is now a, a brown. Let me see. Of any of the names... Eric Fisher is available, but he is hurt. All right, let's keep going just for a second here. Um, Rick Wagner is the highest graded so far relative to PF with uh, PFF with a seven uh, seventy eight point two grade, twenty uh, third best graded tackle last year per PFF four. And I want to remind you, he was blocking for Aaron Rodgers. That's a big difference, right? When they're when when a guy is blocking for a premier quarterback in the league that gets rid of the ball in uh, two seconds and under. These metrics are going to climb. So just kind of look at that through that prism. Zach, Rick Wagner. Then we go to Charles Leno, who's out there. He was 28, uh, 74.9 grade. All right. Then we get to Mitchell Schwartz, who only played a few games last year because of that back. But nevertheless, very high grade. Green means you were good. All right. If you are if you have a 70-plus grade, you were good. Um let me see. Anyone else here? Uh, there's Bobby Massey in the 70s. Okay, this is promising. All right, they're meeting with Massey. Uh, last, I'm, I'm trying to, there's DeMar. There's DeMar, Zach, right there. Eight starts. He finished up there too. Um, I just want to see where Kelly is. He was not in the top 50, unless I missed him. Um, they're right there, 50. There he is. All right, exactly 50. Yep. So he finished at a 65.9. Uh, overall grade at almost 1,100 snaps. So, and, you know, he was he was blocking for Ryan Tannehill, who's a solid quarterback, but he's not next-level quarterback, right? He doesn't have that same benefit that, you know, if you're blocking for Aaron Rodgers. But there it is, Dennis Kelly. I still like him. I, I'm, he's up there with me. Like, I would take either one, Dennis Kelly, yep. Massey, or Leno. Those three to me are basically equals, except for the fact that Kelly and uh, Leno, I know, are – both 31. I'm not sure what Massey's age is. 
and those two, I think, would get the the more lucrative deals. Uh, you're not going to get away with a one year nine hundred thousand dollar contract for either Dennis Kelly or Charles Leno. Those are two 16 game starters for the respective teams. They want to go after after Massey or Demar Dotson. They can get away with spending a little less, but they have some money, Chad. They can play with and. You can argue in a lot of ways if they do sign Dennis Kelly, he would be an upgrade on Juwan James. So I feel bad for James as his injury. I feel bad for James the human, but it's a potential blessing in disguise for Denver as far as I'm concerned. By the way, I got it backwards. Leno is 29. Massey and Kelly are both 31. So that's something to consider. But still, even at 31, I mean, tackles nowadays, if they stay healthy and they don't have a history – you know, they can play deep into their 30s. So you could feel relatively confident, Zach, if you're really done with James. Like if you and, and again, does Joan James factor into the future tapestry of this team? If he does, the Broncos probably just pay his 10 million bucks. But if they do pay that 10 million, it's going to make it a lot harder to go out and pay Dennis Kelly or Bobby Massey or whoever. I don't think they see him that way anymore. I think this was the straw that finally broke the camel's back. So you get suddenly ten million extra dollars on your salary cap. Now you can go spend some money on a rock solid tackle. Has there been confirmation uh, the torn Achilles? Is it, is it the same leg as his knee injury from twenty nineteen? Because there's a chance. I mean, his career is in jeopardy, Chad. I don't know how much he has left in the tank coming off two major injuries. And Achilles is brutal. That's a nine, ten month rehabilitation process that I would be surprised if he ever truly came back to form from. The only objection I have to Leno is he was a left tackle. And it's not always easy transitioning from left to right. So he's going to want some money on top of that. The Broncos have their left tackle. Dennis Kelly, though, is a pure right tackle. That's why he's my guy in this process. JR wants to know on Facebook, so do the Broncos have to pay James since he got hurt away from the facilities? No, it's considered a non-football injury, NFI. They don't have to, per the letter of the of the law, you know, the actual CBA and the language of these contracts. Oftentimes, teams will, if that injury was suffered in the pursuit of, you know, getting in shape for the season, you were you're doing something that was going to benefit the team. A lot of times, they will still pay the salary if they want to keep that relationship solid with the player, like the Broncos did with Ryan Clady. For those of you who might have forgotten, in 2015, Ryan Clady, uh, was it 15? Anyway, suffered a – he went out and decided, hey, I know I'm a you know six foot five or 305-pound you know, offensive tackle. I am a dancing bear, but and I'm making millions of dollars, but I'm going to go and accept an offer to play a little pickup basketball. Partially tore a ligament in his knee. And initially, the news was done for the season, done for the year. Um, But he ended up battling back a little bit. I don't remember the exact timeline now that I think about it. But the Broncos picked up. They paid him. They took care of the contract. But it was because Ryan Clady was always going to factor into the future, Zach. Right. If this was a guy on his third or fourth contract or he was a Broncos legend or he's just done, you know, good things for the community and for the team, I could see the Broncos working with him, reaching some sort of settlement, maybe even paying the money that's owed to him. But what has he done except for literally steal money from the Broncos organization? He made $17 million for 63 snaps in 2019. Then he opts out last year, Chad. Then he then he hurts himself away from the, the facility this offseason. So again, it's a business. This is not about feelings or emotions or any of that nary fairy type stuff this is a business first and foremost and if i'm the broncos i'm recouping that money i'm not paying that money out calvin hamilton 
the stream jumped you right when I was about to click on you too. The stream jumped it. And so I'm pacing you, giving you your love. Thank you for the support, brother. He says, and it cuts off. So I'm going to read it from from YouTube. Cut this bum. The worst NFL signing since Albert Hainsworth. 63 snaps, three years. Bring Dotson back, please. And another right tackle. Geesh, front office. Yeah, dude, we feel you. We feel you completely, man. Like it's, it's almost an embarrassment, you know, and, on one hand, you're like, look, the dude couldn't control tearing his Achilles. It's like Albert said, you feel bad for him. It sucks that he did that it happened. But look, it's a business, man. And you're not showing up. It's a pro- not only is it a business, Zach, it's a production based right. business. Jawan James has produced squat zilch jack you know what since signing what was at the time a record breaking set, you know reset the market at right tackle NFL history. And it was then of course, quickly outshined by Trent Brown's deal. Oh man. It just make, it can drive you mad thinking about it. At least it wasn't Hainsworth a hundred million dollars for a guy stomping on people's heads. That was what he's known for. Could always could be worse. And that dude was, he was a trip. All right. Let me see where we're at real quick. We are at 49 minutes. We just grabbed Calvin. Golly. We got to really uh, get moving here. We got quite a few. So what I'm going to do here, Zach, is you get started with uh, you get started with Dave, and then while you're reading his, I'm going to throw up a couple in the banners because it's jumped quite a few of our great superstars. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. And uh, then I'll reply at the end of yours on Dave from Georgia. Yeah, Dave hopping in, a you know a longtime supporter. Now, thank you so much, Dave, for your $10 super. He goes, Dale Carter was a big bust. I still think he had a deal with Kansas City to screw us over. Hashtag Broncos country. And you know what? I mean, all-time bust in Denver. I'm sure he's up there. And I believe even John said, what was it, Gardner? Uh, one of the, the biggest Broncos bust of all time. But in recent memory, I mean, how do you pay a guy $50 million? You, you make a big splash signing. You reset the market. I mean, he plays 63 snaps. He opts out. Then he tears his Achilles. I mean, you can't even write this stuff in a Hollywood movie. So within the last, I would say, 10 years, 15 years, he's the biggest bust of a free agent signing in Denver. I think he's the biggest of all time. I mean, it's, I mean, Dale Carter's up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you on that. And there have been some other embarrassments, but he's number one. So appreciate you, Dave. Uh, we got also Bryce Parisian. Appreciate you, Parisian. Cool name. Cool name, new name. Welcome. Welcome. Connect on Twitter, buddy. Understand Mitch has a back injury. Talking about Mitchell Schwartz. But I'm taking the risk on the upside. Still only 31. Also, Aaron Rodgers to Denver is really heating up. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. And, yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, he was the first guy I listed in my story last night. But you also got to just keep in mind that back. So the Broncos or any team that wants to sign him has to do their due diligence and see what the skinny is on on his back. But, Zach, the latest scuttlebutt on Aaron Rodgers, unless I've missed something, uh, is – you know, the what was her name? Diane uh, from ESPN. Thank you. Um, she reported that the Broncos are the team that as soon as Green Bay finally accepts reality and, and says, all right, we're open for business. We're going to deal the freaking reigning MVP. Broncos are going to be poised to be the most aggressive and willing to pay the most to get him per Diane from ESPN. You know, there's so much out there right now. I'm starting to think this is a coordinated plot on Aaron Rodgers' part to, you know, extort or, you know, negotiate with the Packers or get what he wants from Green Bay. I mean, things came out today where in private text messages to to uh, teammates, Aaron Rodgers was comparing the Packers GM, Brian Gutkunst, whatever yeah. his name is, yeah. to J- Jerry Krause, the former Bulls GM, who Michael yep. Jordan infamously loathed. So that's one rumor. Another one is he's telling people he's not going to be back uh, this coming season. I believe Aaron, Ra- uh, Aaron uh, Brett Favre reached out to him, and he said, listen, I'm probably not going to uh, play this year. I'll let you know what happens when the smoke clears. There's so much out there right now, Chad. We don't know what to believe, but still – 
I'd be surprised if anything happened before June 2nd. That's the deadline right now when a trade from Green Bay would be more palatable for the Packers, but we still have to wonder, is that going to happen? They still have the leverage here. They can force them. They can call his bluff. They say, listen, go host Jeopardy. Go do what you want. Go retire. We're not going to trade you. We're not going to give you what you demand. And not only that, but, you know, they have a first-round quarterback waiting in the wings. Jordan Love could still be something. Um but I don't know. I think he does get traded. The more it, the more this stuff continues to build, because I don't think you'd be getting this number, this volume of. I mean, comparing him to, as you said, Jerry Krause. You know, now we're hearing that he's been telling his teammates for a while now, long before the draft night when this news broke, that he's probably not going to be back as a Packer in 2021. I mean, it's just the momentum. It's out of control. The Packers aren't going to be able to put this. this you know, uh, toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, ben Roth, good to see you, bro. Thank you. There could be some surprising tackle cuts after training camp, but I'd rather not wait. Great show, guys. Yeah, you always want to save a little money for that Evan Mathis type signing because Evan Mathis, <clears throat> excuse me, ended up starting for the Denver Broncos World Championship in 2015, and he was signed literally on the doorstep of the season when there was an injury to was it who was it was it Louis Vasquez? I can't remember who it was that got hurt. But they went out, and and he was sitting there waiting, just chilling. <clears throat> and he ended up starting at left guard opposite of – no, it was Luis Vasquez and him as the guards. I can't remember who the other guy is now off the top of my head that, that got hurt. But nevertheless, you, you, want to, you want to earmark some money just in case. But, Zach, when you have this number of tackles that are quality tackles, just you just need to hurry and get one signed up ASAP. Get them into the embrace of Mike Munchak. Let's go. Yeah, and get him forming chemistry and continuity with the other offensive linemen, with his receivers, with his tight ends, with his quarterback. It's one thing if you're talking about Clady, he had an established quarterback. The Broncos really don't have one. They either have Locke, who's still growing, a young quarterback, or they have Teddy Bridgewater, who's in his first year in Denver. So they need the guy now, and the Broncos are fortuitous to have someone like Dennis Kelly out there, a 16-game starter at right tackle for one of the best offenses in the NFL. I would not wait at all, Chad. This this move is not for a backup or for insurance. This is a starting tackle. This has to be done now. Agreed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Willie, good to see you, bro. And we're looking forward to talking to you next week. He says, I wanted to cut James anyway. So either way, yeah, I mean, if the Broncos could have gotten out from that money, they would have. Um, I'm telling you right now, they would have moved on from James at some point. And, you know, that's why it's like we were talking about with Albert in a different way. Um, Sometimes blessings come in disguise, Zach. And, you know, for the Broncos, I don't mean to say that, you know, a grievous injury to Juwan James is any sort of a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes positive things, positive developments can come out of tragic scenarios or, you know, unfortunate scenarios. And, if it allows the Broncos to clear that money, at least off the 2021 books, and give them a reliable guy that's a team guy that you can count on and it's gonna, even if he's not perfect, he's going to show up and grind and, and work and perform, then that's a, that's a net gain. Yeah, I mean, let's let's keep it realistic though. He didn't die. I mean, we're talking like like last year about Vaughn. I mean, he's gonna come back. He's alive, and we can separate Juwan James, the human, from Juwan James, the player. So the fact that you know it sucks for him as a human, but as a player, it's a business. And I, I agree with you, Chad. He's given the Broncos no reason for optimism, no reason for hope. All he's done, the player, is steal money from the organization for the last three years. Did I'm reminded what the way you opened that? 
from the hangover too. But <laughs> did, did you die? Good to see you, my friend. Thank you, Jennifer. She says, hi, priests and beasts. We'll give that shout out to, to John. Glad to be able to catch a live pod. Much love to the community and happy Cinco de Mayo, Broncos country. I mean, dude, we almost forgot. We almost forgot May the 4th, and then we almost forgot Cinco de Mayo. So, yes, happy Cinco de Mayo, Broncos country. Thank you, Jennifer. Always great to have you. Uh, Justin Jarvis in the house, JJ, dropping some knowledge. He says, at least this – and by the way, Justin, are you on Twitter? Because I I thought we were connected on Twitter, and then I tried to find you from, I think, Monday Night Show, and I couldn't make any heads or tails of it. So if we are connected on Twitter, shoot, just like say something in my mentions, and I'll remember – okay, that's his account. All right. At least this happened to James in May. That's the glass half full. We have time to figure this out. Tinfoil hat. I think the Chiefs paid him to do this to us. <laughs> Hashtag you heard it here first. Yeah, speaking of the Chiefs, Philly will. Yeah. He signed with the arch enemy Kansas City Chiefs. I don't blame him. I, I don't know if Broncos country is turning on Will Parks, but he obviously didn't have a future in Denver. They didn't re-sign him. They drafted two safeties. They brought back Kareem Jackson, and he's going to a division rival that he can you know, get revenge against the Broncos twice a year and maybe win a title at that. So I'm not hating on uh, Philly Will too much for that move. No, I mean, he's a guy, in, as far as where his NFL career is, he's a guy that has to take the money that's offered to him. So you can't fault him for signing with the Chiefs. Nope. Like your boy Joe Jones, he went to the yep. Bucks. I mean, you're yep. following the money, but you're following the chance to win. And, and being in Denver for the last however many years, non-playoff team, five, six-win seasons, you want to get the hell out. I don't blame him. Tony D.A. Dub, how's it going in Los Angeles, my friend? He says, listening to you fellas from Hawaii on vacay. Keep up the great work, fellas. Awesome. Good for you, buddy. Kick back. Have a Mai Tai or two. Listen to the Huddle Up podcast. Dream about the 2021 football season. It'll, it'll be here before you know. Appreciate you, Doc. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see here. Big Kevin Peterson down in Florida. Keeping it real. Love you, bro. I hear James Torres Achilles in a freak eyebrow implant <laughs> procedure. I'm, ma- I'm, I'm mailing him a suitcase. Duke, help him pack. <laughs> nice, dude. By the way, oh. on the topic of eyebrows, you know how we were like, dude, does George pay? He's got hair on his – because we know Juwan James has well, – what is that? Is it alopecia? alopecia? Or is it propecia? I don't know. Anyway, alopecia, alopecia. I think you're right. Uh, and we're like, but George Payton has hair on his on his dome. But it. guess what? I saw Getty had a few pictures up. I was making a watch a video the other night. Uh, Getty did have some pictures of up close George Payton. He does have eyebrows. They're just a very, very light color. And with this, with the, I think what it is, Zach, is the the size and just kind of shape of his forehead, the way lights kind of shine on it, and relative to the color, you know, light color of his eyebrows. Unless you're really up close and seeing it, it doesn't look like he has brows, but he does. My dude has eyebrows. This is like warping my mind now. Now I'm gonna just see if everyone has eyebrows or doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> now I can't, I cannot notice it. Joshua, what's up, dude? Rogue Theory, appreciate you. When I seen James went down, it was like a disturbance in the force, and I felt Zach's anger. So given the circumstance, what do we do at right tackle? You signed Dennis Kelly. Yeah. Love you, Josh. You signed Dennis Kelly. You know, again, I'm cool with any of those. The guys we've mentioned tonight, I'm cool with any of them. I would even be cool with if the Broncos said, you know what, we're just going to bring DeMar back. Uh, at least in the short term, I'd be okay with that. I would still want some, just because of his age, I'd want at least 
another option. But any one of those guys, Zach, I think it's a plausible, not only are you plugging a gap, you're plugging a hole. You could even argue plausible upgrades over yep. what you had projected there in Juwan James. They would be on the field. They'd be playing. And as long as they're competent, they'd be upgrades on Juwan James, who's been literally ineffectual. I mean, you could put a traffic cone at right tackle, and if they get in the way of a defensive player, they've done more than Juwan James has the last couple seasons. So you signed Dennis Kelly. I'm fine with that. Leno, Massey, DeMar Dotson, or a combination of the two. And go to war. I'm fine with it. All right. Here is one from Chris P. Good to see you, brother. And he's given Albert some bones. Appreciate that, Chris. And I know Albert sees that, so appreciate that, dog. Uh, Here's another one from Willie. He says, Teddy's deal was restructured to a one-year deal, I hear. If you needed to hear again how much they like Drew. Also, let me get a shout-out for John. Shout-out, Buona Beast. He might be uh, too tied up to be actually with us live right now. Um, But nevertheless, of course, shout-out to the the Beast. We'll get it to him. Thanks, Willie. Um. I can look that up on um, – I know Cliss was tweeting about some of the details of that deal. Uh, all right, let me see. All right, let me go back to Brian Greenfield in the house with a super chat. we got to give him some love. And a lot of great supers been very, very patient. Zach, if you would give BG one of our OGs a shout-out while I grab a, a couple more. Yes, sir. Brian Greenfield hopping in. $5 super. Thank you so much, Brian. Hope you're having a good evening. If you have a question for us, please drop it in. But uh, we appreciate your support. And I'm just wondering, though, speaking of Brian's, where's Brian Weatherwax? Are you out there? Because you've been the biggest Juwan James meme maker on the Huddle Up podcast. So ever a time to come out, Brian Weatherwax, it's now. We appreciate you, though, Brian Greenfield. BG, love you, bro. Uh, Dwayne, good to see you again, brother. You've You've really come on strong lately, so... Keep it coming, man. You're working your way towards superstar status. He says, I love Albert's standards. That's how you build a winning culture. Yeah, man, he was very frank. Um, but I don't think he was, you know, I don't. I, I found myself smiling, nodding my head in affirmation because it rang true what Albert had to say. Anyone who stands by their convictions in the face of well, the popular narrative or the group think, I always have respect for. And I think Albert, uh, that's what he believes and that's what I respect of what he said. Chris Chances, another newer name on Super Chat. Welcome. Connect on Twitter, my friend. Hey, from Pennsylvania. Hashtag state of being, baby. Uh, here on one of the most biggest Broncos fans. Love Drew. I want to see him succeed this year. Go Broncos. Well, you found the right podcast, my friend. We, uh, we're we one of the few out there that still remain <laughs> even moderately optimistic about Drew Luck. Hey, Rose, hopping in, 499 Super. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Quickly, Chad, becoming a Super Chat superstar. We oh, appreciate yeah. you. Uh, what's up, fellas? Just wanted to add that however the situation ends up in George Payton, I trust hashtag Denver Broncos for life. And I do, too. You know, I think he had a great offseason. I would give him overall an A-minus still. I just wish he would have hedged his bets a little more and got a right tackle. But if that's the biggest gripe, Chad, for George Payton in year one, I thought he did a hell of a job. Imagine how you'll feel, a, a Rose, if he lands freaking Aaron Rodgers, another unicorn lands in Denver. You know, it's the type of thing you believe it when you see it, but stars seem to – they're not in perfect alignment yet, but it's almost like, you know, gravity and, and you know, all, it's working it right into line. So we'll see. We'll see. And if that happens, again, it's tough because 
you know, I was talking about this on on Twitter again today, Zach, that, you know, uh, there has to be a bridge too far for any 37-year-old quarterback, but what is it? And if you think you have a team that can win today with a quarterback like that, not just win games, but go deep into the playoffs, which you absolutely could with this team and Aaron Rodgers, Zach, I mean, this is a – you're no longer going into the Chiefs matchups going – you know, sweating bullets. All right. Is it going to be 45, eight? Is it going to be, you know, what's it? No, this is a guy that can go blow for blow with Pat Mahomes. I'm because of that, you know, it's, I'm not, it's not as much projection like in the case of Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. We know what he is. We know what he can do. One of the greatest of all time. There might be a bridge too far, Zach. I'm just not sure what that is in this very moment. I think you were looking for inertia there. And I was a C student in, in uh, science, so I want to flex a little bit on that. But you know what? Regardless of Aaron Rodgers, whether they get him or not, I think overall we can all agree the Broncos are in good hands with George Payton. The future is very bright under GP. Christian, what's up, bro? Appreciate you. Got uh, got work? Can't catch it live. Hashtag MHH is the best. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. That's a dedicated listener right there. We know you'll, you'll, you'll catch it. We know. Uh, Claude, one of our superstars on Facebook. Appreciate you, brother. Excellent work as always, fellas. The more I hear about the eccentricities of Aaron Rodgers, the more I am stoked to just run it back with luck. But another quick ring or two would sure be nice. Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate you, Claude. Yeah, he does. He's a little bit. I mean, I I, that's a, I saw there were some people on YouTube commenting, uh, taking exception to Rodgers. Rodgers has a reputation for being a little weird, guys, in the league. I'm not talking about from fans. I'm talking about from the, his bros in the league. So it doesn't mean he can't. He's not a great quarterback. He's just a different cat. I mean, have you all heard what happened with his family and the fallout there with his brothers and him? I mean, there's rumors about his orientation. I'm not going to get into Chad. There's a lot of stuff flying out there. So eccentricities, I think, is the perfect word for Aaron. Tom El Greco, north of the 49th parallel. Love you, buddy. Albert was spot on about Drew. And why haven't we heard from Bridgewater becoming a Bronco, guys? Yeah, it'll. I, that's a good question. You know, acquired via trade, usually any player with an, a name of any kind of note, any kind of noteworthy name, they get a little presser when they land in Denver, right? It's almost like a free agent acquisition. You get a little presser. We didn't get one from Kyle Fuller other than some Zooms. And you didn't get – we've got nothing from Teddy yet. That's a good point. What do you read into on that, Zach? He's going to be traded for A-Rod, part of that deal. That's why they're not making him available, and that's, you know, it would make sense. I see a lot of Broncos fans thinking they would trade Locke, but why would the Packers want a young quarterback when they drafted a young quarterback? They would want a veteran, but that's all tinfoil on my part. I don't know. It could be they have plans for sometime this month when the uh, the program starts picking up, practices start picking up, they'll introduce them, but it's a good question for sure. I didn't think of that. Brian, another newer name on Super Chat. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter, buddy, so we can shout you out after the show. If we do trade for Aaron, how many Super Bowls should we appear uh, in to make it worth it? Interesting question, Zach. If you give up three first-rounders right. and two twos or whatever, how much sas- – what, what's the return to satisfy that? What's the return on investment? Here's my thing. You give up three firsts or more, so three firsts and a player or, or multiple other picks – Let's say you have him for three or four years. You have to win at least one title. 
in that time to make that justify. You have to. Getting there doesn't cut it. Getting to the playoffs doesn't cut it. Winning the West doesn't cut it. If you make that franchise-altering, historic-type deal for an MVP, future Hall of Fame quarterback, on the back nine of his career, a title is the only barometer that's appropriate. Well said. Crudum, what up, dude? Appreciate you, Chris. Quick and simple, what's your perfect world trade compensation for Rodgers? Well, I'll keep it within the realm of the plausible, right? What I think would actually get you there, move the needle. I think if you could pry Aaron Rodgers, and again, he might be the reigning MVP, but he's 37. You know, if you could say, hey, here's two first-round picks, here's two second-round picks, and here's, you know, Graham Glasgow, <laughs> you you take it and run. I think that's moderately plausible. Now, might end up being three ones, but – I'm trying to think the last time three first round picks were involved in a trade, but then again, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you don't get a generational quarterback on the trade block almost ever, right? Yeah, I would say that I would want it to be two first, but I think realistically, I mean, why would the Packers settle for anything less than three when they have the leverage and they can force him to either sit out, retire, go host Jeopardy, whatever. I would want it to be two firsts and a combination of second-round picks, someone like Tim Patrick or Graham Glasgow. But more than likely, it would be a combination of draft picks and someone like Bradley Chubb, Simmons, Von Miller, and that's where it might be a bridge too far for the Broncos. Naj, it cut off half your super, but we still got it in here. We're going to read it. Give you your love. Give you your praise. Naj, another one of our great dedicated community members. We love you, buddy. He says, hey, brothers. Thank you for your effort and time on draft day and always. Thoughts on if Bridgewater outplays Locke during the preseason? Shouldn't Locke still get one more chance to make it happen, or will they go with Teddy, Zach? Listen, I'm a Drew Locke fan, but if it's an open competition and Bridgewater is visibly and apparently outplaying Drew Locke, then he has to be the starter. It has to be fair. The best man should be the quarterback. May the best man win this competition, if there is one. I still think the best thing is, look, you you posture it with Drew as the guy. It's not that Teddy gets no first-team reps, but to give him 50% of those reps with the ones, I'm saying, look, Drew has been with us for two years. He's at least earned the the right to, you know, the lion's share of the first-team reps and give some to Teddy. And if Teddy's jumping off the field, then you continue to increase his share until it might end up being 50-50. Then you let the chips fall. I think that's probably how it will actually end up shaking out, Zach, because even Vic Fangio in that quote to, to Mike Kliss was very noncommittal. He's like, you know, it's worth kind of looking like this, but, you know, we'll figure it out when we get to camp. I think that's more posturing, to be honest with you. I think this is just coach speak, GM speak, court of public opinion. We'll know once you get to training camp. All right, we'll know. And until then, we're just going to have to speculate, but that's the way it goes. I was going to say before that, let us you know, re-ask us this question on June 3rd, and I think we'll have a more appropriate or realistic answer in terms of the Broncos quarterback. Could be a whole different uh, quarterback room after that date. Ben Dover, what's up, dude? Hearing Green Bay wants to charge Denver and San Francisco with tampering. I hadn't heard that yet. I haven't heard that. Ain't going to happen. And that can only – Sorry, finish your thought. No, real quick. They said the same thing about the Raiders. They were tampering with Richard Sherman this offseason, and nothing came from that. So it's not going to happen. You have to prove that, I mean, to the letter of the law, and they can't. And not only that, but it has to be the t- the team that he's not on being caught red-handed, directly communicating with him or his agent. And to my knowledge, the most we've heard about George Payton up to this point is that he called the Packers. 
and was rebuffed up to this point. You know, that's the latest I've heard. All right. Um, Ben, appreciate you, my friend. Okay, we are really over, so we got to hustle here. uh, Michaela, again, thank you, my friend. She says, I'll play tackle for the Broncos. I'm 410 and uh, get pounded for 250,000 bucks per snap. LOL. MHH uh, for for a for probably for life is what she was meant to type. But yeah, dude, I mean, what 250 grand go out there? I mean, I get brutalized pretty quickly, but that's a lot of a lot of lettuce, Zach. Michaela, it's okay. Let Demar Dotson take those blows. Let Dennis Kelly take those blows. You sit back and watch the Huddle Up podcast, and that'll be just fine. We appreciate you. Uh, Dwayne again. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Max Garcia, I believe. Uh, you might be right on that. I was Ugh. trying to remember who we replaced a left guard, Evan Mathis, in 2015. Ugh. You might be right, but I want to say I'll, – I'll do my research on that. Now it's bugging me, but we're out of time. So, Dwayne, you could be right Ugh. on that. Max Garcia. Um, all right. Let me see here. Willie again. Love you, bro. I know John's gone. Just showing the love. Hey, he appreciates it. He'll hear all this. We appreciate it. You know that. So thanks, Willie. Um, Dave on on uh, Twitch, just wanted to give you a shout out, buddy. Appreciate you. Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Dave wears many, many hats. Whatever it takes to support the cause, that's what my dog does. And that's why you're an OG superstar. Love you, buddy. Um, all right. Let me see. I think we are close to caught up here. But I got I to gotta confirm it. Let me just look on the back end because the stream is very active tonight. Love you guys, man. It's sometimes Zach, we just have to pinch ourselves how just dedicated outgoing our, our community is. Um, okay. No, there are some in between. Hold up. I'm scrolling back up here. There we go. There's Brian Van Vorst in the house. Good to see you, bro. Honestly, can't wait to hear straight from the horse's mouth. I feel like broadcasters fans and everyone is saying what Rogers feels. I would like to hear his side of the story. Love you priest. Well, I think he's telling his side of the story uh, passive aggressively through media leaks, to be honest with you. But maybe someday we'll hear it. Probably won't. You know, because think about this, Zach. If the Broncos did acquire Aaron Rodgers at some point in the not so distant future, do you think he's going to want to get up on a podium and air the dirty laundry? Probably not. That's not really his style anyway. It isn't, but these things have a tendency to leak out right after they change teams or change scenery. If he's traded to Denver, I would not be surprised if all this backstory finally came out, all the uh, the butting of the heads between the GM and Aaron Rodgers, all the, the static in Green Bay right now. It tends to come out, but we never know. Uh, maybe until the tell-all, the Aaron Rodgers tell-all book that he'll write surely in 10 years or so. All right, last one from Naj off the top rope. Appreciate you, brother. He says, hey, bros, in a trade for Rodgers, who would you accept the team giving up? Cortland mm. Sutton or Judy, if one had to go. So if you had to pick one of those two, I'm, I'm saying goodbye to Jerry Judy. Yep. That's what I would do. Yep. If that, you know, my guns, guns to the head, I'm in the corner. You're saying make a decision. It's only these two. Easily. Sutton's, Sutton's not only a more proven and at this stage in his development, a more a player more closely approaching elite status, but – Exactly. He's more of a team guy. He's a better team guy. And that's not to take anything away from Jerry per se, but you don't got the you don't have the bad rash of drops. I mean, Sutton's dropped one here and there, but it's not like Judy. Yeah, perfectly said. I'm right there with you. I think Sutton is the elite top 10 proven guy, whereas Jerry Judy, the book's still out. I mean, he could be an elite guy. He could be a wide receiver one, but he hasn't been that yet. He has some immaturity concerns. He had drop concerns last year. 
I mean, if you have to choose one, I'm parting with JJ, and he would probably bring back more um, value anyway. Like Sutton coming off the injury, he's going to get paid next offseason more than likely, so I'm keeping Cortland Sutton in that scenario. Okay, guys, before we get dip on out of here, um, I just want to – we want to give a shout-out to our super supporters on Facebook that give have given stars. We, we've got Claude, Josiah, thank you for those stars, my friend, Gary Leeds Palmer, OG, Brad Murdoch, OG, Randy Jones, OG. Hats off to you guys. Thank you so much. And we're really hoping – we've been pounding on StreamYard to do a better job of being able to show in our chat from the StreamYard side when we get a question or a comment that has stars attached to it. They tell us they're working on it, so very soon it won't be having to go back in after the fact and give you props. We'll be able to see it when it happens and know what it is. But shout-out to each one of you guys. Zach, these these are all dedicated yeah. – dedicated uh, members of our community. Yeah, and they span all of the the shows on our network, whether it's the podcast, whether it's KK or Trickle Zone. I mean, you guys are incredible, and we both appreciate you. We all appreciate you so, so much. All right. Um, let me see here. That's it, guys. We got to get out of here. Thanks to Albert for coming on. Great talking with Albert. Yep. Had to roll with some technical glitches there and a barking dog for a moment. Appreciate your patience, gang. Zach, we'll be back tomorrow night for our traditional Mile High Mailbag. And until then, sign us on out of here, brother. Yeah, Chad, have a really great rest of your night. Everyone in the chat, have a great rest of your night. Thank you for another great podcast. We'll be back tomorrow night, like we mentioned, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern for the Mile High Mailbag. If you have questions for us, please, please hit us up on Twitter. As you can see, at Mile High Huddle, at Huddle Up Pod, at Chad and Jensen, at Kelberman NFL. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and we'll address it on tomorrow night's show. If you can, guys, regardless, subscribe, like, and share. We appreciate you more than you know, and this helps us grow and reach like-minded users and viewers just like you. We'll see you tomorrow night, though, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain, Mile High Mailbag. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.